so uh, this is uh, the Terian Guide radio show that uh, we've um, we've only just begun right now. Um, so uh, uh, I have uh, Zef here on the line with me. Um, uh, he's come up with a title for it, Terian Talks. Um, maybe this catches on. Um, so I wanted to explain the basic reasons why we uh, had this idea to make this radio show a thing. Uh, it was um, primarily because I feel that some people find it easier to listen than to talk. So um, we thought this form format may um, make it easier for uh, people to um, uh, to um, get familiar with this topic. Said so maybe some things that we'll talk about here will encourage you to you know think about things and maybe even talk about these things yourself. Um, well, I'd like to actually start by just saying howdy. <laughs> so, um, no, that's one of the key points. Uh, I know one of the things that's very important, too, um, in our forums, we have a lot of, we write a lot as Therians. It seems like it's very easy for us to invest our time into explaining our experiences that way. Um, as Dusty said, some people don't feel comfortable giving uh explaining their experiences in that kind of format. Um, I know my personal journal, I've written hundreds of pages and it, it seems like a ramble every time. Um, someone who's new to therianthropy and is looking to relate to these experiences may not want to read you know, pages upon pages upon pages. It may be difficult for them to uh, interpret what's going on. Um, so this also gives us a chance to kind of archive our history in an audio format. Um, you know, if someone wants to to learn about what's going on with the community or learn about some of the members, um, they can listen to this while it's, you know, they're on the way to school, they're on the way to work. Um, so it's about getting uh, the information out there in multiple formats and uh, making it more accessible to everyone. We're trying to build a lot of things right now, and it's important to um, try to grab as many people as we can and also, like you said earlier, uh, make it relatable to as broad of an audience as we can. Uh, may, you may be asking yourself at this point, like, why why is this talk show only for uh, Therian Guide staff? Who are these people? You know, like the the, the big bad wolf and the big bad tiger. Um, <laughs> they sound a little bit distant and inaccessible to some, perhaps. Um, I just wanted to point out there, we're Terrians just like everybody else, and just um, um, the reason that I made this in this format um, for now is uh, because um, uh, we can kind of uh, plan ahead and make this uh, show a little bit, bit more um, um, organized for the beginning. Um, afterwards, after we had a few of these and we've taken off and we kind of figure out how we're going to do these things, um, we may invite uh, someone else for um, um, an interview. Uh, and uh, for this uh, beginning interview, I was basically thinking of um, uh, with uh, interview uh, Zephyr here. Um, uh, uh, we've chosen a question that uh, um, you guys have suggested on the forums. Um, and um, I think it's an interesting one. Uh, so, uh, 
the question um, that uh, we've chosen uh, is uh, was posted by by Wolf Van Tant on uh, the forums, um, and um, he basically asked uh, like uh, that we should talk about uh, what our lives are like, uh, what we're doing, what kind of jobs and hobbies and interests we have, how we navigate being a Terrian in the world, uh, what our homes and lives are like. Um, and um, Zef, what do you think um, about uh, this? I think it's a very important question to start off with. Um, again, a, a lot of times as Therians, we get hung up on our 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 Therian aspect, so to speak, um, our animal sides, or some of our our disconnection from the human experience, but like you said earlier, um, we, we are humans. We still do. Uh, we have to balance both sides of ourselves. Uh, we, we still have families. We still have to go through school. We still have to be productive in society for working. Um, sometimes we tend to focus on the animal and we tend to forget that we are so much more. Um, our therianthropy is a part of ourselves, but it's important to understand that it's not something that limits. It's not something that's necessarily bad for us. Um, there are good parts. There are bad parts. Um, it's just like any other part of us. Um, so it is important to to start off understanding that you know we're we are. <laughs> I don't want to say normal people <laughs> because what's normal, um, but. But we are real people. We um, we experience the same things as a lot of other people do, and we overcome a lot of obstacles. But um, you know, this part of this is to help inspire people um, to not get hung up and, and feel like they can't succeed. Um, so, um, just to put things into perspective. Um, uh, we are Terrians and we've portrayed ourselves as Terrians on the forums and people kind of know us by our stereotypes because we, I mean, I, when I came to the forums, I said I'm a wolf and uh, talked all about my stereotype, but never about me as a person. So um, could you tell us um, a bit about who you are, uh, about uh, your family, um, uh, your education and support, please? Sure. Um, I guess actually I don't know if but definitely you said it earlier. Um, so I am a punther. <laughs> um, so I'm a tiger. Um, so as far as family life, um, I have had a mate for five years now. Um, I live with two cats and a dog. Um, One of the important questions on uh, that comes up on forums every now and again is um, when do you talk about your terrientropy to uh, your family members? Do you talk about it? Um, um, is it a wise idea to do so? Um, what kind of reactions can you expect from this? And we see this from a, a wide range of people too. We see it from younger Therians who are still living with their parents at home, um, maybe trying to figure out if it's appropriate to talk to uh, to people in their school. Um, we see some adults too who are married and, and wondering if it's appropriate to talk to their spouse or their partner. Um, to their children about this. Um, the, their anthropy does affect basically every aspect of our lives, um, but it, it can be a very difficult thing to ascertain when it's appropriate to to let someone know 
hey, this is a part of me. Um, I know it's something that I personally have, have struggled with most of my life. When I was in high school, thinking about um, you know, some of the things that I was experiencing, I wanted to talk to other people about it, but I never felt that it was appropriate, and I worried about what it would mean if I did. Um, I was with my mate for four years before I, I mentioned the you know, therianthropy to help him understand some of the things that uh, I was experiencing and some of the things that were going on. Um, even as an adult, it led to some difficulties, and it's also leading to some talking points to to lead toward better understanding. So um, it's important to, at some point, go into more detail about this and, and see why to discuss these topics, why not to, um, and how it can affect your life in that way. Um, so one thing that uh, comes to mind uh, that some people have problems with um, um, uh, is um, uh, spirituality or religion. Um, uh, some people have, you know, family members who are um, strictly religious, and uh, they um, they sometimes wonder if they can talk talk to them about this. Um, and because uh, tree entropy isn't exactly written into uh, many of these religions, and um, um, it can even become a question is, uh, is uh, should I as a Tarian have a specific religion that proves my therianthropy? Um, what are your views on this? Uh, how does it, how does therianthropy affect your religion? So I think it's interesting. I myself am not religious, but I see myself as a spiritual person. Um, it's something that, I, <laughs> this is a big long discussion um, altogether. I was born and raised Christian, um, but alongside that there was almost like a shamanic kind of upbringing that wasn't formal it's something that kind of existed within myself um at times my christianity conflicted or at least i thought it did with my therianthropy um i, I there were a lot of bad things i wondered if i was possessed or if i was evil because i had this animal side um meanwhile it seems to have a better fit with the shamanic experience um, I, I know there are some Christian Therians who didn't have that. They they actually find a lot of peace. Um, they found ways to to kind of integrate their therianthropy with their their religion and their spirituality. Um, I know within Therian Guide community, we have this wide range of people from different beliefs, different religious backgrounds, different spiritual backgrounds. Um, it can be important to kind of analyze these a little deeper too, because we do see some things where uh, therianthropy does not actually relate to what's being experienced. Um, I talk about my shamanic background. Well, having a spirit guide does not make you therian. Um, honoring or worshiping a totem animal does not make you a therian. So there, there are different parts of this that that don't necessarily touch each other. Um, even within the moderators and admin, there is great diversity there, but we all have to find different ways to make these things work. And I'm sure each one of us has our own insights um, to being successful in that. And I'm sure some of us also have uh, difficulties that we've overcome. Um, so the I know you know the figures better, but a lot of the Therians that we, uh, I want to say the majority of the Therians that we have um, at Therian Guide, they are younger, they are in school, and it's very important for them to think about 
what do you want to do when you graduate? Um, it can be very easy to feel overwhelmed when you're a teenager trying to figure out how to be an adult when you don't even sometimes feel like an adult. Um, but no, myself as an example, I struggled through high school. Um, college was very, very difficult. But I made it a focus, um, especially when I when I went back to college. Um, I went to college two times. The first time that I went to college, uh, I was 19, straight out of high school, and I went because my my mother told me to. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. Um, I still don't, maybe, <laughs> but um, it, it felt like I was forced to do that, um, and I, I didn't do well. Um, there was too much to worry about. But when I decided to go back. Um, I still, you know, when I went to school when I was 19, I was a Therian. When I went to school when I was 27, I was a Therian. A lot of the issues still existed. Um, mental shifts, phantom shifts, you know, I dealt with the same kinds of issues, but um, I, I learned how to handle some of those better in an educational setting. Um, I, I managed to graduate uh, with a 4.0 in mechanical engineering technology. It was hard. It was very hard. Um, but what I didn't do was let let it overwhelm me. I, I didn't use therianthropy as an excuse. Um, so I kind of wanted that to be a little bit of a success story. If you really apply yourself, even if it seems like you're fighting against so much, you can come out ahead. You just really have to put the effort in and not give up. Same thing with the career. Um, I felt like for the longest time I wasn't going to have a, a successful career. Um, I felt like I was kind of drifting, like I didn't know, um, okay, well, come on, humans, tell me what I'm supposed to be doing right now. <laughs> but um, I felt like there wasn't really a passion. Um, and yet here I am years later, again, after persevering, and um, I am a mechanical engineer. Um, it's not something that anyone in my family has ever done. Um, and it's, again, something that I had to to work against a lot of odds to get here. Um, but again, if you want to be successful, you can. Um, so do you feel like, um, because I noticed that uh, when you were explaining this, that um, some of the traits that uh, you needed in order to succeed are also traits that could be ascribed to your theory type. Do you think being a Therian helped you in some ways? Uh Yes. Um, so I have someone who jokes that um, being a cat means that I'm calculating, but it really is. It almost seems like I do best when I do things on my own time. Um, I'm not a very social person. If I'm in an environment where I feel like I have to be social, I don't succeed. Um, the college that I accepted the second time around, it had much smaller classes. Um, so it, it wasn't a bunch of people fooling around during class. It was very concentrated. It allowed me to think on my own, um, do things on my own. Um, it allowed me to kind of stay back in the shadows in some senses. Um, I had to learn this halfway through uh, my mechanical engineering curriculum. Um, I did well in my classes, so my professors began uh, picking up on that and they wanted me to basically be a leader for my peers. Well, they they would ask me a question that I wouldn't be expecting and my brain would freeze up. Um, 
So what I ended up doing was rather than using words, uh, I would use other things to, to demonstrate what was going on. Um, maybe not necessarily a Therian trait in that sense, but um, I would actually go up to the, the whiteboard and uh, write out everything that I had done. So in engineering class, you sometimes have pages full of work to, do, to, to demonstrate. And I would actually write it all out on a board um, because I didn't know how to describe it out loud. Like the, it, it became an exercise in frustration if I tried to. Um, so I found my own ways of, of doing things. Um, I, I don't know if that helps out or not. Yeah, I understand. Um, it's um, um, it's something we do. It's um, uh, I mean, uh, I don't I don't know either if this is because of the entropy or not. It's just something because you know we're geek geeks or something. But um, <laughs> just kidding. We're geeks. It's okay. Yeah, it's. Um, I was uh, I, I also had um, um, many issues uh, and during my education because um, uh, because of my preferences because um, you know as a wolf as a predator I prefer to be stealthy I prefer to be invisible I get somewhat irritated when somebody notices that I'm present um, it's um, uh, you know it has those uh, funny effects when somebody is shocked to so suddenly see you in the door um, but uh, it's also kind of bothersome, you know, to kind of interact with people that way. Um, so you just kind of find your own way, and uh, finding your own way, I think, is a part of um, um, uh, being able to learn to live as a Therian. Um, it just, uh, uh, sometimes it, it can be something that you can pick up how wolves or uh, tigers, in your case, actually deal with uh, such, um, such instances in nature, and you can kind of use that as a guideline and other times you just kind of have to figure it out on your own right i, I kind of want to take that and go in a different direction um because of what you just said uh, my, my teenage years in high school were extremely extremely difficult for a lot of what you actually just said i didn't like people looking at me i didn't like people um surrounding me anything like that too um so i know uh a lot of people joke about my my name, Zephyr Nazumi. I'm not a mouse, <laughs> but in high school, I felt very much like it in that, in the sense that um, I was, I was, I was actually nicknamed it. I didn't feel like it. <laughs> Correct that. Um, I didn't do well walking around the hallway. Even I felt very out of place. Um, I didn't like eyes on me. Same as what you just said. I liked being in the shadows. I liked um, if I wanted to come out and be seen, it's because I wanted, not because everyone else wanted me to. So there, uh, I got the, the nickname among my friends of Mouse because it's like I would scamper from one place to the next trying to avoid glances. Uh, I, would, I would purposefully try to find um, routes within my school that I could go through where no one would see me in between classes. I would try to minimize my contact with other people. Um, so again, they started calling me Mouse. It seemed like I was this little thing that just kind of darted around. <laughs> but um, I kind of think that's more of a throwback to, uh, again, uh, more of a tiger thing, like not wanting to necessarily be in the middle of this big crowd that makes a lot of noise. Um, even being around, just being around social groups in general, if they're boisterous, I, I, it, it gives me a sort of anxiety. 
So I remember my high school years trying so hard to figure out how to get around that. Um, and that's part of the success that I had in college too. Um, when I decided to go back is that it didn't have the same kind of environment. Um, it wasn't as populated, so I didn't feel that stressed. Um, it was a little more spacious. I didn't feel like I was caved in. Um, it felt like I had room to do things comfortably. Um, so maybe that's more specific than, um, you know, what specific traits that I have that helped me succeed better in college. Um, I found ways to be more comfortable and be more myself. And when I did that, I flourished. Um, I, what I find interesting about this is because, um, you you mentioned all this time about how uh, you have all these problems with socializing and so forth, but um, uh, you are a furry and you have hobbies that put you in the middle of people and uh, you're popular on the forums because of your puns. Um, how does that mix? I wouldn't say I'm popular. Um, I'm not sure about that. Um, so. I, I've been a furry actually since probably around 2003, 2004. Um, I try to look back sometimes and find the exact. Um, the way that that began was um, I was exploring my theory anthropy, and someone at school kind of mentioned these cat people. Um, as someone who felt like a cat person, of course, I wanted to investigate this and see what was going on. Uh, it ended up not being the same thing. It ended up being furry, um, but. I didn't have resources to understand my theory entropy. Um, it's something that I explored in hopes of understanding myself better in that regard. Um, it's interesting though, because it gave me, I like to say that furry for me is like a medium of expression um, because I found that as an animal person, it was easier for me to identify and relate to other people through animal means. Um, so role playing, or even if someone else is a, an animal person, so to speak, I find it much more relatable. Um, it's easier for me to communicate with them. Um, you know, if someone is a, a wolf or a cat or a macaw or whatever else, um, if I know that up front, it's almost like I get to cheat a little bit because I get to know a little bit of their personality before I ever get to know them. Um, with people, it's very difficult to do that. If I go into a crowd of people, say I go um, out in public, I have no indicators. Um, I can kind of try to pick up on someone's body language or, or something else, but I have no idea what these people are going to be like, how they're going to react, how they're going to interact. Um, so furry kind of gives me a little bit of a, a chance to work around that, I think. It does bring up a topic that I wanted to discuss, though. Um, so it's another thing that um, I think is important for younger members to consider, too, is that furry and therian are not necessarily the same thing. Um, I know at some point we're going to get more into what therianthropy is. Uh, I don't know that this talk's kind of a little lean on that for now. Um, but it's almost like therianthropy, you are the animal. Furry is almost 
you get to choose the animal that you want to represent you. And they're drastically different in that regard. Um, as someone who is a member of the furry community, I have two different quote unquote personas. Um, one is a tiger, one is an otter. Um, the otter is a throwback to one of my spirit guides. So <laughs> this goes into, these things are all tied together for me in ways that may be kind of weird to explain up front. But um, again, almost quote unquote playing the otter lets me understand how otters work a little better, um, helps me understand how to communicate with others using like the otter headset or headspace in that regard. Um, the tiger is, yeah, I'm a tiger, so it was easy for me to communicate with others, um, almost like hiding in plain sight. You know, it's um, sometimes I forget talking to furries that they don't necessarily identify as the creatures that they that they um, interact as. Um, I had a friend who randomly changed his persona from something like a dog to a raccoon. I'm like. How did you do that? Like I couldn't, uh, I couldn't ever not be a tiger. Um, I've tried, <laughs> like, but it's it's a part of me. It's an integral part of my personality of of my my actual existence. So it's very foreign for me to see someone decide to change what animal they are. Um, and when I asked why he did that, and he said, "I just wanted to see you," you know, I just wanted to be a raccoon for a while. I'm like that, that seems like such a foreign concept to me. Um, again, the the tiger is me. It's uh, it helps me ha having a tiger persona helps me actually extend my personality toward other humans in a way that seems more comfortable and more fitting for me. I couldn't understand just changing to like a dog. Um, I, I mean, I could pretend, you know, fake it until I make it. I guess, but. Um, it's just such a drastically different concept to me. Yes, uh, I understand that um, this is also interesting because sometimes in the community you see people who are still researching their stereotype and they have like this wild selection of different stereotypes that don't have anything in common. Um, it's it's um, uh, for me. I mean, I also has a little bit of experience in the furry community, and uh, it was. Um, it was sometimes even a little bit hard because uh, I I was never very good at actually playing roles. You know, I I uh, I I was uh, I could represent myself as a wolf because obviously that's inborn, right? But I couldn't pretend to be like something completely different, just like you described right now. That's understandable, and I think that's it's something that's interesting too. Is that um, the concept of role playing? Um, it is still a, an important part of the the experience for Therians. Um, in some ways, it's an outlet. I mean, you can't you can't act certain ways in public because it's not socially acceptable. Um, sometimes you just don't know how to act. It helps you kind of understand yourself a little better when you're interacting with someone else. Um, it, it's it's almost like you get to figure yourself out a little bit. So I actually don't think it's such a bad thing. Um, in general. Um. So in a way, it lets people kind of, um, it creates an environment where people kind of know how to behave towards someone um, who might choose to present themselves as an animal, right? Correct. Um, not, that it, not that it's a sounding board, 
but it's it's almost like a playground in the sense of being able to um, try things out in that regard, um, just to see. Well, okay, let's look at it along the lines of humans. They do this too, um, and social groups. They they talk. You know, if they say something that's wrong, people let them know. Um, so you know, with Therians, well, you you interact in this kind of way. Um, people will let you know if it's wrong, if it's right, um, if it's appropriate. Um, you find out what feels appropriate to you too. Um, and a lot of times, what feels appropriate to me is something that would feel appropriate to my my stereotype. You know, I don't someone coming up and being loud and obnoxious again. That's not something that's that's um, that causes me a lot of grief and anxiety. Um, but certain types of interactions, um, they almost help me translate that into how I would function outside that context too. Um, you know, some of the, I'm very playful in that regard. It's helped me to kind of learn how to do that offline, um, how to express myself in a more playful way. And may not use a lot of words sometimes. Um, I may not smile when people expect me to be happy or this or the other, but I have my own ways. And uh, role playing has kind of helped me to figure out those nuances too. Um, is this, um, would you describe um, this um, more comfortable form of interaction? Is this something that you were ever able to uh, bring into like a domestic environment, like uh, at home, for instance? Um, some ways, yes, some ways, no. Um, again, I didn't really, I, I've kept my therianthropy internal until actually earlier this year. Um, it's only been the past few months that I've let, let anyone in my personal life know anything about it. Um, there have been some ways that I've been able to express it that is, I, I think has helped with communication. Um, it's, it's helped with others understanding me a little better too. Um, because in, in some senses, I don't know, um, it's difficult for me to pick up or use social cues that seem very natural. Um, but I, I kind of have my own ways of, again, showing if I'm happy, showing if I'm playful, things like that too. Um, showing if I'm upset, showing if I'm feeling aggressive. Um, so that's something that I'm personally a little better. Um, there have been some subtle ways, yes, but I'm actually working on trying to integrate that more in that sense. Um, so one of the things that's become a big part of my life in the last year and a half or so, um, actually it's been longer than that, um, but it's art. Um, it's something that, uh, um, it, it's a, another form of expression in the same regard as like things like Burry. Um, sometimes I don't, I don't think that I communicate the best with words. Um, even talking like this right now is, it's incredibly stressful for me. Um, but I find that through art, I can communicate so very much, um, in ways that I, I just never really expected. Um, I know one of the very first pieces that I published online was, uh, I jokingly call it the icon picture. But it's the uh, the digital painting that I did of a tiger eye. The the very center of the tiger's eye is a, a graphic of um, the world, and it's basically a play on how my therianthropy has affected my my perception of the whole world. Um, it's something that I can't describe with words sometimes. Uh, it's 
that's a very important part of me. Now, do I do art that's not Therian related? Yes. Um, I'm a furry, so I try to do furry art. It's really bad. It's horrible. But um, I still give it a shot. Um, as someone who is spiritual, I try to uh, to communicate some of my spiritual workings through my art also. Um, you know, one of the more recent ones that I've done uh, was a, a digital picture of the otter. And in the background, it has the word Qurans, um, Latin for like healing. Um, it's because that's something that I want to do. It's a, it's a part of me. I, I kind of feel like I'm someone who wants to help heal others. Um, and in in my art, I, I hope to do that. And you know, even though my art's not the best and my techniques are not traditional by any means, um, a lot of people who look at my art, they say we we see a lot of your expression in there. We see a lot of your personal spirituality in there, and um, it kind of touches us in ways that art sometimes doesn't. Um, same with music. Uh, music's a big part of my. I more listen to it now than uh, play. Um, this seems to be different, you know, kind of separate from theory anthropy. Um, I, you know, I've got several guitars. I've got a didgeridoo. We got a a jaw harp. I like to play on the keyboard. Um, it's a it's a great form of expression. Uh, if you look at my iTunes, I've, I've got music everywhere from classical through. Uh, atmospheric trance through game music um i think this is one of those uh classics um, um if there are any other wolfarians among the audience um we usually we wolfarians usually get um accused of um you know uh finding calling patterns in uh in music and indeed uh, many uh Many um, uh, Wolfarians uh, actually do enjoy uh, metal music, which has that that sound in it, uh, and classical, and uh, all of these other uh, uh, genres that have um, you know uh, the howling sound inside, basically. Uh, and uh, it's a funny thing, but uh, it's true, you know. Actually, uh, we do actually prefer that sort of music, and it could be tied to their entropy, actually. I'm not really the biggest person for metal, but I do have to admit sometimes it is nice if I'm if I've had a bad day to to put some on, crank it up while I'm driving home, and to roar along with it. So I'm guilty of that too. <laughs> um, but I have to say, in my own way, I absolutely hate most Tiger songs people throw at me. I hate the Eye of the Tiger song. I'm so tired of hearing people say, "Hey, Zeph, this song reminds me of you." Um, and then after that was the Katy Perry Roar song. Gosh, there has to be more Tiger songs out there. Yeah, I understand. Uh, it's um, it's a stereotype kind of thing. It's um, yeah. it's it's actually similar for me sometimes. You know, when people correlate werewolves too much with wolves, but you know, you have to kind of take it with it uh, as a kind of a joke, actually. Right. But I do think that it's interesting enough. Um, it does seem like music does soothe the savage beast. It seems like a lot of Therians are very interested and invested in music. Uh, I know we have a lot of people who play. Um, uh, we have some who have uh, not some who have published their music online. Um, that's something that I would like to try to learn how to do. I'm not good enough yet, but um, and then there are others who uh, music just speaks to them. Like it's uh, you know we have several music threads that. 
people are constantly updating. Um, so I think it's interesting that I know I, I mentioned that sometimes words are difficult for me, but finding expressing myself through the words of others through music seems very easy actually um if i'm in a almost any mood that i'm in i can find a fits it very specifically <laughs> so again it helps me to um to describe how i'm feeling without actually saying it in my own words um so it's been nice uh, having this conversation with you um I've learned quite a bit about you that I didn't know before. Um, hopefully, some of our listeners have as well. Um, it's interesting how uh, Terrientropy kind of ties into our lives. Um, perhaps there are quite a few questions here that are still left open. Um, we'll leave them for a future talk. Anything you would like to add? I'll just kind of go back into what we started with. Um, again, the, the purpose of these talks, I know there are some things we detail but the purpose of these things is to get people discussing these topics um, to start thinking about them um, to realize that that there are uh, again humans behind the tigers and wolves that you see online there are complications that we've overcome there are but uh, you know I want to, I want these talks to help inspire people um, I don't want anyone to feel like they are limited by their theory anthropy. Um, I don't want anyone to feel like they have to feel judged by their theory anthropy or... It's just something that we all went through. So um, it's, it's, not, uh, it's not the end, but uh, I think that, you know, these, these questions are a lot more complicated than we can cover like in uh, two minutes. Yeah. Um, so th thank you for joining me today here. <laughs> Um, we'll do this uh, again next week, I suppose. Well, thank you for hosting, and hopefully I didn't zap it up too much. <laughs> you keep using that term, but I don't think it ever applies. You're a great person. You do great, and you did great today. So thanks. All right, thank you.